and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and as you look at what's going on in the world, you can't help but realize that we are living in the last days. We need to put our trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. How do we do that? By getting to know him, by studying his word. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Zechariah chapters 1 through 3. Jesus, our Savior and High Priest, makes us new. God Almighty says to each and every one of us, return to me and I will return to you. Easier said than done, right? You see the world, the culture, and yes, even Satan pull us back into their darkness. How do we fight it? Well, the book of Zechariah will show us. Let's dig in. Zechariah 1, a call to return to the Lord. In November of the second year of King Darius's reign, the Lord gave this message to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berkiah, and grandson of Edo. I, the Lord, was very angry with your ancestors. Therefore, say to the people, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Don't be like your ancestors who would not listen or pay attention when their earlier prophets said to them, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says, turn from your evil ways and stop all your evil practices. Where are your ancestors now? They and the prophets are long dead, but everything I said through my servants, the prophets happened to your ancestors, just as I said. As a result, they repented and said, we have received what we deserve from the Lord of heaven's armies. He has done what he said he would do. A man among the myrtle trees. Three months later, on February 15th, the Lord sent another message to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berkiah and grandson of Edo. In a vision during the night, I saw a man standing on a red horse that was standing among some myrtle trees in a small valley. Let me start that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Verse eight. In a vision during the night, I saw a man sitting on a red horse that was standing among some myrtle trees in a small valley. Behind him were riders on red, brown, and white horses. I asked the angel who was talking to me, my Lord, what do these horses mean? I will show you, the angel replied. The rider standing among the myrtle trees then explained, they are the ones the Lord has sent out to patrol the earth. Then the other riders reported to the angel of the Lord who was standing among the myrtle trees. We have been patrolling the earth and the whole earth is at peace. Upon hearing this, the angel of the Lord prayed this prayer. O Lord of heaven's armies, for 70 years now you have been angry with Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. How long until you again show mercy to them? And the Lord spoke kind and comforting words to the angel who talked with me. Then the angel said to me, shout this message for all to hear. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. My love for Jerusalem and Mount Zion is passionate and strong, but I am very angry with the other nations that are now enjoying peace and security. 
I was only a little angry with my people, but the nations inflicted harm on them far beyond my intentions. Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I have returned to show mercy to Jerusalem. My temple will be rebuilt, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and measurements will be taken for the reconstruction of Jerusalem. Say this also, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says, the towns of Israel will again overflow with prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem as his own. Four horns and four blacksmiths. Then I looked and saw four animal horns. What are these? I asked the angel who was talking with me. He replied, these horns represent the nations that scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four blacksmiths. What are these men coming to do? I asked. The angel replied, these four horns, these nations scattered and humbled uh, Judah. Now these blacksmiths have come to terrify those nations and throw them down and destroy them. Zechariah 2, future prosperity of Jerusalem. When I looked again, I saw a man with a measuring line in his hand. Where are you going? I asked. He replied, I'm going to measure Jerusalem to see how wide and how long it is. Then the angel who was with me went to meet a second angel who was coming toward him. The other angel said, hurry and say to that young man, Jerusalem will someday be so full of people and livestock that there won't be room enough for everyone. Many will live outside the city walls and I myself will be a protective wall of fire around Jerusalem, says the Lord, and I will be the glory inside the city. The exiles are called home. The Lord says, come away, flee from Babylon in the land of the north, for I have scattered you to the four winds. Come away, people of Zion, you who are exiled in Babylon. After a period of glory, the Lord of heaven's army sent me against the nations who plundered you. For he said, anyone who harms you harms my most precious possessions. I will raise my fist to crush them and their own slaves will plunder them. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. The Lord says, shout and rejoice, O beautiful Jerusalem, for I am coming to live among you. Many nations will join themselves to the Lord on that day, and they too will be my people. I will live among you, and you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies sent me to you. The land of Judah will be in the Lord's special possession in the Holy Land, and he will once again choose Jerusalem to be his own city. Be silent before the Lord, all humanity, for he is springing into action from his holy dwelling. Zechariah 3, cleansing for the high priest. Then the angel showed me Jeshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Jeshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Jeshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the other standing there, take off his filthy clothes. And turning to Jeshua, he said, see, I have taken away your sins. And now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Then I said, they should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord spoke very solemnly to Joshua and said, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. If you follow my ways and carefully serve me, then you will be given authority over my temple and its courtyards. 
I will let you walk among these others standing there. Listen to me, O Joshua the high priest, and all you other priests. You are symbols of things to come. Soon I am going to bring my servant, the branch. Now look at the jewel I have set before Joshua, a single stone with seven facets. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, and I will remove the sins of the land in a single day. Gee, I wonder how he's going to do that. And on that day, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, each one of you will invite your neighbor to sit with you peacefully under your own grapevine and fig tree. That's the end of Zechariah 3. Come back to God. That's the message as Zechariah opens his book. Repent. Look up and repent. Look back and repent. Look forward and repent and look down and repent. We need to repent when we've traveled away from God's ways. You need to repent before Jesus can save you. If you don't realize that you're going in the wrong direction, at one point it may be too late. When you go on a road trip to a new destination, you look at the ad, you look the address up in the map and the app will give you the fastest or best route there. You may think that you know a better, faster route and end up lost in a traffic jam or in the midst of a construction site. Has that ever happened to you? Hmm. It's the same with life. Following Jesus is the right way to go. As soon as we start going on our own way or follow some man-made ideology or religion, we get lost. The good news is that we can always return to God. We need to admit that our way didn't work or was wrong. We were Jews. The Jews just came from spending 70 years in exile because they refused to give up their sinful lifestyles and pagan worship that God hates. This was their punishment, their judgment. Now back in Jerusalem, they needed to be cleansed. However, they first needed to repent and promise never to go back to worshiping idols, dead people, and non-existent gods a pre-incarnate Jesus. The man among the myrtle trees is another appearing of a pre-incarnate Jesus. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, and I quote, notice it's the angel of the Lord who stands in the myrtle trees. We've discovered throughout the Old Testament, the expression angel of the Lord often refers to Jesus in his pre-incarnate state. Here, Jesus directs four horsemen from the myrtles. Myrtle trees, or the Hadassah in Hebrew, is a smallish evergreen. It's more a shrub than a tree. It has green leaves and flowers. When the petals are crushed, they emit a fragrance. The names myrtle and ester come from the same Hebrew word. They are synonyms. The myrtle tree was a symbol for Israel. Check out Isaiah 55, 13. In fa the fact that it's evergreen speaks of Israel's longevity. That it's small speaks of Israel's stature and significance among the nations. And that it emits a sweet aroma when crushed speaks of Israel's propensity to grow from perse persecution. So here in this vision, the Lord's messenger appears in Israel to report on the nations. The horsemen have surveyed the world and found it resting quietly and complacently. The world is unaware of God's concerns. It's interesting. It's interesting. In the, his first vision, the prophet Zechariah sees four horsemen who report to God. In his final vision, Zechariah sees four chariots pulled by horses who go out to execute vengeance for God.
and we shall see as we continue in the book of Zechariah. And that's from Pastor Sandy Adams. And uh, if you want to click on over to my blog, you can um, click on his link and watch the video message on this um, these chapters. Horns are an animal's fighting tools. So we talk about the four horns now. The Bible prof in Bible prophecy, they symbolize powerful nations with armies that invade and or kings. We'll get to that in another time. Assyria destroyed Samaria and the northern kingdom of Israel. So that's the first horn. Then came Babylon, who destroyed and sacked Jerusalem and the temple. Then Greece would be next, and finally the Romans. Um, this time, this is the time of the Gentiles. Each one of those destroyed the previous one. Each one of those nations destroyed the previous one. And that's what the four craftsmen signify. And the final Roman Empire of the Antichrist will be destroyed by Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, our Messiah. Remember the dream in the book of Daniel? You got to go back, take a look at that. Daniel chapter 2. The glory in Jerusalem. Pastor Sandy Adams explains. Now, here's an amazing prophecy, and I'm quoting. Remember, in Ezekiel 10, the prophet charted the Shekinah's glory, or God's glory's slow, reluctant departure from the Holy of Holies to the door of the holy place, out the door of the temple, out to the top of the Mount of Olives, where the glory finally ascended into heaven. As Ezekiel called it, the brightness of the Lord's glory departed from the temple. Yet throughout history, God's glory has come and gone along the same path. The New Testament refers to Jesus as the brightness of God's glory. And guess how Jesus came up to the temple? On Palm Sunday, he reversed the path the glory took when it departed. From the top of the Mount of Olives, he came down it sloping through the east gate. When Jesus ascended to heaven again, he launched from the Mount of Olives. And when Messiah comes a second time, and we'll read this in Zechariah 14, he will touch down again, guess where, in the top of the Mount of Olives. From heaven to Olivet to the Temple Mount is the glory road. Jesus will return. That was the end of Sandy Adams' quote. Okay, so Jesus will return. He's coming back and Jerusalem will be his home. Israel is the Lord's special possession, no matter what the Muslims and Palestinians say. God is springing into action. We can see it all around. It may look like Satan's in control, but he's not. God is in control. He's still in control. He always will be in control. He's just letting Satan have his way with the world. Cleansing of our sins forever. Chapter 3 illustrates how Jesus sanctifies us. Zechariah saw the high priest Jeshua or Joshua or Jesus in Greek in filthy, literally crap cover clothes. Jesus took away his sin and gave him fine new clothes and a clean turban. The branch is Jesus. He removed the sins of the land in one day. He did it. That prophecy is fulfilled. He took our sins with him to the cross where he lived. Our sins died with him. He then defeated death by rising from the grave. On that day refers to a day in a far distant prophetic future. It's a wonderful day when the new heaven and the new earth come down. And that's in Revelation chapter 21. I've done a study on that. If you want to click on over to my blog. The purpose of Bible prophecy is not meant to scare you. 
but to warn those who aren't born again and to give hope to those who are. So which are you? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind rapture, which can happen at any moment. What you have to do is believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180-degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized by water baptism and show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ and receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over on my blog, click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your life. In the bottom of today's blog, since we're talking about um, uh, the, the time of the Gentiles, I have embedded a video by Amir Sarfati, the fullness of the Gentiles, and he explains it. And the song, that's the truth. This is not where I belong. Uh, this is not my home. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Our home is in heaven, by the way. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.